You are now listening to Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Cook-Hall. Please begin to take that good deep breath as we begin to refresh, recharge, and reset. Let's go. Today's podcast is brought to you by Faith Versus Fear, Breaking Family Size, now available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. You are now listening to Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Cacall. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Cacall. As always, it is my honor and my pleasure to be able to share some tips and some tools with you guys that I know would assist you in becoming a better you. Now, look, I have a real good treat for you guys today. We're talking about tips. We're talking about tools. This is going to be awesome. And I'm so grateful for this connection and to be able to give to my listeners some a jewel, a real jewel. So I'm going to invite uh, you guys to listen and intently listen, get some, some notes, some paper, some pen, whatever you need, and listen to my guest today. I have promised this guest and he is here to deliver. His name is Zachary Green. He's an international best-selling author. I believe his book is called Warrior Entrepreneur. Um, He is a U.S. Marine veteran. And let me say thank you for your service. And believe it or not, Marines has a special place in my heart. (laughs) I love Marines. So I'm so uh, grateful to have you with us. Also a former firefighter, podcast host of the Warrior's Voice Voice podcast. And so he's going to talk about this product that he created, he's going to talk about um, the ins, the outs of creating that product and, and how he uh, learned how to become a successful entrepreneur. And we know there's ups, there's downs, there's highs, there's lows. And um, he's going to give us that. I, I, when, I, when I listen to his testimony, his story, all I hear is a heart of, a, of, of servitude. That's what I heard, a heart of servitude. And, you know, some people are, are successful and they never share. They keep it to themselves, but he has a heart of servitude from serving in our our country military to uh, fighting off fires in his community to now sharing his story. So welcome, welcome. May I call you Zachary? You can call me whatever you want with a (laughs) wonderful introduction like that. Well, welcome, Zachary, please. Enlighten us and share with my listeners. Give them the jewels. Give us what we need so that we can also be able to share that we have become entrepreneurs and make some good, uh, positive steps and not, you know, all the lows and, and the mistakes that comes with becoming a successful entrepreneur. Yeah, well, well, thank you so much. And, you know, the one thing that you said really does capture what I feel that I've done in my life, and that is service and service to others, service to causes that are bigger than you, service to our our country, service to our community, and and my new mission now, which is trying to teach other people not to make all the mistakes that I made growing and starting my business. Yes. So uh, really excited to, to be chatting with you today. Good, great. We're glad to have you. Now, first, start off telling us about... Um, you know, the product, like, tell us about the product and, and how do you even come about with this product? This is a very interesting product, may I say. So explain to us about this product and how you came about with this product. Certainly. So, you know, I'm a big believer in that a, to have a really great product and really it's a great brand mm-hmm. more than a product. You have to find a solution to a problem. Boom. And right. And my 
career really spanned before I got into entrepreneurship in the pharmaceutical industry. I worked with a company called Eli Lilly. And what we would do is we wouldn't talk about the features and the chemicals that are in our drugs. We would talk about a disease, i.e. a problem, and the solution. So let's take diabetes, for example, because our company was the first one to really start utilizing insulin. We didn't talk about all the stuff that was in insulin. We talked about, okay, if you have diabetes, these certain things will happen. And the ben- and that's a problem. And the benefit is X, Y, and Z. So in that light, I was a firefighter. I got um, within the first couple of weeks of the fire uh, service, I was in a, an actual live fire. I'm working my way down the hallway. Now, when I say it's black, mm-hmm. it's not a black like you and I think of when we get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and there's it's dark out, but you can still see a little bit. Right. This is true, complete blackness. You mm. can't see your hand in front of your face. Okay. And what happens is you get disoriented very easily because you lose track of where you came into the room, where you are, how to get out, where your tools are, where your buddies are. Right. And in my case, I'm pushing my way down this dark hallway, assuming that I want to get to the end of the hallway, that there's going to be a door or a stairwell. And instead, I found three walls. And I was like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. And I realized I'm actually in a walk-in closet. I'm not in a hallway and I'm trapped. Wow. And it was a pretty horrifying experience. So mm-hmm. once you kind of get through that fear and you realize, okay, if I don't get control of my emotions, I'm going to die. Yeah. I have 20 minutes of air left. That's the end of it. And I finally worked my way and got outside. And I remember talking to my captain and, and telling him how nervous I was, how scared I was. And he almost started making fun of me. He's like, bro, this is what happens every time you're in a fire. You got to get used to it. If you can't get used to it, you're in the wrong line of work. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking that's really not acceptable. <laughs> There's got to be a better way to solve this problem of, of darkness. Right. And I remember back when I was in the Marine Corps, we had these little glow-in-the-dark tabs on the back of our helmet. Okay. And the purpose of those was so in the dark, you could see a little bit in front of you, and that would be enough to know that your buddy was right there next to you. Right. So I found a way to make this glow-in-the-dark material glow brighter and longer than virtually anything had ever uh, been out in the market. You know, the problem with electric batteries and light bulbs and rechargeable batteries is they don't always work, especially right. in the conditions of a fire where it's super hot and steamy and, and you break stuff a lot. And so... I worked with a couple of brilliant scientists and developers, came up with this glow-in-the-dark material, went, wore it on my helmet, and within the first fire I had, guys were literally trying to uh, take my helmet off of my head. So I remember turning around, looking, and I could see the green glow of my helmet boun- bouncing off of his mask. And he's trying to take my helmet off, and I'm like, bro, can we put the wet stuff on the red stuff and get this fire knocked down? And he's like, what's on your helmet? I'm like, come on, please, man. That, the building's on fire. So we get outside. Guys start throwing $20 bills at me. Next thing you know, I start selling it from fire station to fire station. Wow. And what I would do, Michelle, is I'd go to a fire station. Instead of just saying, hey, it glows for 10 hours. It glows at this brightness. It lasts this many times. I would start the conversation off with, hey, have you ever been in a situation where it's so dark you can't see? I'd start with the problem. Right. And what I would do is I'd say, hey, I'm a firefighter from the Cincinnati area. Can we go in the bathroom and turn the lights off together? Mm-hmm. I got something cool to show you. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't beat me up, they're usually like, okay, yeah, let's <laughs> check it out. Because that's kind of a strange way yeah. for people coming to talk to you, right? Yeah, right. So um, get in the dark bathroom. I pull the glow-in-the-dark stuff out. I'd show, talk about accountability. 
uh, talk about disorientation, how we can solve that. I made about 5,000 bucks over a six month time period doing this from fire station to fire station. Wow. Eventually went to the trade show, um, set up a booth at the trade show. We booked a hundred thousand dollars in three days. The problem was I had no money to buy the raw materials. Yeah, yeah. I had no way to produce it. I didn't have a manufacturer. I had no way to distribute it. Right. But I'm a Marine. We believe in mission accomplishment, and we're going to accomplish our mission no matter what happens. So yeah. Yeah. sometimes as an entrepreneur, you have to make really difficult decisions. Yes. The only way an entrepreneur can fail is if they quit. There is a solution to every problem. The problem with that is, a lot of people aren't willing to do what it requires yeah. to, to solve that problem. Yeah. In my case, I refinanced my house. I maxed out my credit cards. I borrowed against my 401k to get those initial orders out. Mm-hmm. Eventually, got that taken care of, started selling uh, more additional products. I raised some venture capital financing. And over the next couple of years, we grew it into about a $30 million company. $30 million company. Yes, ma'am. <sighs> I'm listening. Uh, it was not pretty. It was not, it was not pretty. It was very difficult along the way. We can get into that. I'm listening. I'm listening. You know what? I, and I want you to continue. But the one part that like rings out to me because, you know, a lot of people when they think about, say someone have a really good product. I think one of the first steps that seems to be the hurdle is production. It is production. And I, I think they don't know where to go. They don't know where to start. They don't know how to even get that ball rolling. So before you continue with your story, like what would be that step? Like I know it's different avenues for different products, but is it just research or is it something else with research? The problem when you're dealing with business to business things, you're not going to be able to go onto Google or Amazon and find a way to easily solve this. Gotcha. The companies that are doing these manufacturing or this type of work are usually not ones that are advertising on online. Okay. Um, it's word of mouth. Now, this is the challenge. You have this concept called economy of scale, mm-hmm. which means the more you make, the cheaper it becomes per unit. Mm-hmm. So if I'm making a widget and it costs a dollar if I make 10 at a time, Mm-hmm. It'll cost maybe 90 cents if I make a thousand at a time. But if I make a million at a time, I can get the price down to five cents. Right. However, I don't have that kind of cash. Right. I don't have that kind of orders. Right. And so what happens is you start with these small orders, but the big companies aren't going to work with you because it's not worth their time. Right. They have customers that have been out there for decades upon decades. Why would they stop all their machines, retool it up to make whatever it is you're going to make and do it? Uh, the other option is to go overseas. I mean, obviously, China and other areas where it's a lot cheaper. The problem is, is you've got to produce significant amount of materials because the shipping alone yeah. is going to take your lunch from you. Okay. Um, and you may not get the quality that you need, so you have to fly over there and you have to deal with that. And so there's there's all these challenges. But the best way I can explain it is the way my grandmother always explained things to me. And okay. she goes, it's like eating an elephant. You eat one little bite at a time. So you start with this one small manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to have to spend more money because you don't have that economy of scale. You start to build that relationship with them. The issue for me never really was the cost. Mm-hmm. It was cash. And let me explain what that means. Okay. There's this thing called the cash conversion cycle. Mm-hmm. It's the time that you spend money 
and how long it takes for you to make profit after you spent that money. So if you're building this widget mm -hmm. and you got to put in $10,000 to, to uh, build this widget and you're going to make 20,000, well, a lot of times you're going to have to produce that product before you even have an order. Yep. So how long is that order going to take? Yeah. Then they place the order. You've then got to package it, distribute it, send it to them. But they're not going to pay you until maybe 30 days or 60 days. Or you know what? They may not pay you or they may take too long to pay you. So that time that you've got that you're cashing, you put into that raw material, into that manufacturing, and the time that you actually get paid, that's that cash conversion cycle. And a lot of times, myself being one of them, you can sell yourself out of business. And the way you do that is if you're used to doing a couple thousand units at a time and you get an order for 100,000 units, mm -hmm. you're high-fiving your friends like, oh, we just hit the jackpot, we're doing good. No, you got to spend cold, hard cash to right. get that stuff produced. Right. And the bigger the company is, usually the more confusing it is in selling and getting paid and doing these things. Or they may willfully delay your payment. And little people like you and I can't do anything about it. Right. So that's when I say you can sell yourself out of business by taking a deal that's so big that you can't afford the cash conversion cycle between the time you take the order, you buy the product, and then actually get paid. Wow. So in that case, it would be, like you said, grandma said. It's, it's step by step by step by step, a little bit at a time. Because I think a lot of times we think about a big picture. And like you said, we get excited, but there's so much more in this process that we don't know that we have to just kind of take our time with it and not rush it. Right. And it's, it's, you know, the people that start with you are usually not the people that end with you. So you may have a great distributor, a great manufacturer, early on but as you start to get bigger they maybe can't meet you at a certain place and they're like well, wait a second michelle i helped you out when you were you know early on i need you to help me out now because you're our biggest customer and they say it's not show friends it's show business and sometimes <laughs> you just gotta you know make the right decision for the right. business right it's not personal it's business so so something happened though right it's more to the story right is it more to the story very much so. Okay. So the, the issue started to come in is um, a couple things. Number one, I could not afford really good employees. I had employees that had a lot of heart, a lot of dedication, but they just didn't have quite the skill that I needed. Okay. So I had to do a lot of work and check a lot of work. And as the company started to build and grow and I was able to swap out some of those original employees with some people that maybe had some more skills, I still never really gave them the opportunity to grow. And I'm a big fan of hiring really great people and then getting the hell out of their way. <laughs> and I wasn't doing that. Okay. So over the next couple of years, the company's building and building. We're making several million dollars in revenue, but we're not making a lot of profit. Mm -hmm. I can't really figure out why. Okay. And the whole time I'm looking for all these other issues, it turns out it's me. I'm the one holding it back because I've created this, this funnel where everything comes to me. Oh. It wasn't the big decisions, I was good with the big decisions. Mm -hmm. It was the multitude of small decisions every single day. 20, 30 small decisions. Should we use this size box or that <laughs> size box? Should we switch our cable uh, provider out with this guy versus this guy because they've got a better deal on their internet. Mm -hmm. um, and it came to a head when I knew we were in trouble. We were having problems you know, financially. Um, 
I talked to my CFO. I said, look, my family and I are going on vacation. Whatever happens, don't call me unless it's an emergency. Okay. Well, three days into the vacation, he calls me up. He said, Zach, I'm, I'm sorry to inform you, but, you know, the big customer that we had done this big order with, they still haven't paid us yet. We got had to pay a couple other things, and we're out of money. We're out of payroll. I got 10, maybe 15 employees at this time. And he goes, and we're going to probably have to start preparing for liquidation and ultimately bankruptcy. Mm. Now, I've been in some tough stuff in my life. I'm a Marine infantryman. I've been in multiple times life and death situations in the fire department. Never really was scared. I mean, it never bothered me. But this took me to my knees. And when I hung up the phone with him, I thought I had a heart attack because I could feel my chest burning. I could feel these electrical currents shooting down my arm. I couldn't breathe. I'm crying. I'm just freaking out. And I realized, well, my wife realized, she's a doctor, that, hey, you're not having a heart attack. Having anxiety. Yeah, (laughs) anxiety. It's my body's way of telling me that it ain't working anymore. Yeah. Like, this is too much. Your stress and everything you're doing. And so I remember I got to this point where I, I went outside and I was just numb. And I made this conversation with God, this prayer, this negotiation, whatever you want to call it. I'm like, look, if this is it, this is it. And I appreciate and I thank you for this amazing ride you've taken on. I've been able to make products to help 100,000 firefighters export to 25 countries. Um, Got to do all this stuff. But if there's something more out there, you got to help me. And this whole thing kind of came together when I wrote my book, Warrior Entrepreneur, because the book was supposed to be an autobiography. The problem is my editor said, is Zach, unless your name's Beyonce or Barack Obama, nobody cares about your autobiography, <laughs> other than maybe your mom and your wife and hopefully Michelle, you'd buy my <laughs> That's the only three of you, right? <laughs> What's the lesson? And so when I went back, as I looked at this warrior's journey, and the warrior's journey goes all the way back to Greek times. It starts with adversity. It starts with challenge. We think as people that had a tough life, a tough childhood, Maybe our father wasn't involved. Maybe our mom was working two jobs, whatever else. So that's a bad thing. That's not. Okay. You're building rhino skin. You're getting stronger. Iron sharpens iron, as they say in the Bible. Yes. And what happens eventually, you are going to come to a point in your life where you're not going to be able to make it through that next step. That's called your crucible. For me, that was my crucible when I got that phone call. I know it's my crucible because it was both mental, spiritual, and physical. Everything came crashing. And the crucible basically means whatever you've done up to that point in your life is not enough to get through the next phase. So there's two things you have to do when you're in your crucible. Number one, you have to conquer it, not not survive it. You have to conquer it. You have to destroy it. Mm-hmm. And number two, you have to transform. Okay. And if you don't transform, you've got it right back to where you were before. Okay. Inside that crucible, there's the abyss. Now, the abyss is the bottom of the crucible. It stands for destruction, giving up, death sometimes suicide mm. and your crucible could be a drug and alcohol problem. It could be a divorce, a toxic relationship. In my case, it was a business failure. Mm-hmm. And to get through that, you have to make that change. And for me, what I did was I stepped down as CEO from the company that I started. Wow. And I said, look, if I'm being a pinch, I need to open it up. I need to get out and I need to focus on being more of a visionary and a founder and a spokesman and less of somebody that's running the day-to-day operations because mm. The reason we got caught in that situation is I was not letting the the good financial people do what they were supposed to do. I kept checking over everyone's shoulders. Yeah. And that's when the company exploded. From that point on, 
obviously we were able to, to dance around the raindrops and make the payroll get everything worked out and, and and the company over the next couple of years exploded and when the pandemic occurred i was able to devote all my time into finding a way to pivot the company and change our direction because we weren't selling a lot of our products through traditional means during covid mm-hmm. but we started making covid protective barriers and we became mm-hmm. home depot's number one uh provider wow. of covid protective barriers during covid because i was able to change the machines that make my material into an exit sign and make it into a larger covid protective uh guard and it. you know that really is the warrior's journey and we can apply that to to life we can apply that to business we can apply that to relationship it's it's hardship it's giving you that rhino skin iron mm. sharpens iron getting you stronger because the more crap that you have the better you start to deal with it and then you have your battle your crucible and mm. then you transform and change into that warrior once you come through that crucible yeah okay so like my um motto i always live by is like these two words they're like perseverance and persistence right persevere persistence persevere persistence and listening to you even talk about uh the pandemic and covid i'm like that is so smart how you were able to you know see this situation and still become creative and 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 make something that can be useful for right now and and what i think amazing about that i'm I'm gonna give you the all the accolades i am because a lot of times um when people are in business or produce anything i mean anything that people are doing when there is uh something that comes in their life or come in come there and it knocks them off they completely like you say will just kind of give up and then they'll make excuses. Oh, you know, well, maybe it just wasn't meant to be or, you know, you know, maybe I just ran out of, you know, time. I mean, they just make excuses, but you didn't, you know, you didn't. You you saw the situation, you saw the conflict, you saw the issue and you still was was able to face it. And I think we all need to face whatever it is that we, you know, come in, in contact with. If it's a conflict, we, we have a tendency to either what run or fight, right? Fight or flight. And, you know, you chose to fight. And I think that's awesome. I think it's really awesome. Um, and, and the reason why I think that's awesome and, and why I was appreciative to have you is because I like to remind people that it is possible. It is possible. Um, people seem to, you know, have this... Uh, this attitude sometimes as if their scenario is the worst. And I'm always teaching that there is someone who has dealt with something worse than you, you know, and they have learned to uh, stand and to face it and to overcome it. And so you're not going to be the only one. And the only thing that's consistent is what I teach all the time is change. The only thing that's consistent in life is change, you know? And so go ahead. Yeah. And again, uh, the word, I I love persistence. I love perseverance. My favorite word is actually grit. And I think they all three kind of meet the same thing. Grit is having that, that toughness to be able to go through and to do that. The difference between the entrepreneur that succeeds and the one that fails is simply one quit and the other one did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to quit. If you've had enough, you eventually get to that scale where the crap is just not worth it. Some of the sacrifices I had to make was putting my house as collateral against the bank loan was yeah. taking on over $150,000 in credit card debt 
that my company had charged up, but I was responsible. And I had to sign that thing saying that I would pay this back if we defaulted or went bankrupt. So you're absolutely right. Change is is one way of looking at it. We can't affect change. We can only affect what we uh, do to it. But another way I look at it from a warrior standpoint is chaos. Chaos. Life is very chaotic. Mm -hmm. And we try to put chaos in order. But the reality is you cannot put chaos in order. You embrace chaos. You ride chaos. Think of chaos as being a wave on the ocean. You cannot stop a wave on the ocean. But you can grab a surfboard and you can ride that wave. And now all of a sudden, (laughs) instead of it crushing you, Mm -hmm. it actually is helping you. And that's how you got to look at change. Another thing I want to talk about is how you develop your warrior spirit. Okay. Now, we think as society, we've got two groups of people. we got one it's a kid, doesn't know who his dad is, mm-hmm. mom's working two jobs, sometimes he doesn't even get his three meals a day, constantly bouncing around from apartment to apartment, struggling with school, having a lot of challenges, finally gets to college, and he works two jobs to make it through college, doesn't mm-hmm. party, doesn't drink, doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Then we got this other kid, very mm-hmm. wealthy parents, goes to a really nice private school, he doesn't get playing time on the uh, soccer field, so the dad calls up and chews out the coach. Why is my son playing? And all of a sudden, and he goes, oh, no, by the way, you know, I donated all this money to the mm-hmm. t- T-shirts. You better let my kid play. All right. Then the kid goes to a real fancy Ivy League school, and mm-hmm. he's on scholarship. And as soon as someone challenges him and he gets triggered, he goes to a safe space where he has a space that's easy so he doesn't have to get challenged and pushed. Yeah. Now, most people would say, I want to be in that second group, that kid that's rich and all that stuff. But the reality is that both of those kids come to work for me, Mm -hmm. and I chew one of them out because they messed up. (laughs) The first kid's going to be like, okay, Mr. Green, no problem, sorry, I'll move on. The other one is going to have to take a week off, and (laughs) he's going to have to take mental health days, and going to be like, daddy, this guy yelled at me, he was mean. You tell the truth. But yet in society, we think about that. And what I want to inspire and teach people is the harder you had it growing up, the tougher you had it, the harder you had to work for it, the better prepared you are for this really, really difficult thing called life. Yeah. Not business, just life. Because life. life is difficult. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> There's a lot of challenges out there. And at the end of the day, nobody really cares about you. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got your friends and your family, but it's up to you. And bad things are going to happen. You're going to get, you know, injured. You're going to have a disease. You're going to have a bad yeah. work situation, everything else. But it's how you react to that. Yeah. That is the warrior mindset. And that's what I want to teach people. As you go through that warrior journey and you have that challenge, embrace it. Yeah. I joined the Marine Corps because I knew it was the toughest branch of service. I, <laughs> I knew it was going to be harder than everything else. So when I became a Marine, my pride level was off the charts. My ability to conquer challenges is so much better than somebody that maybe didn't go through that difficult of a process. Yeah. You take two people, one person decides they're going to go take a bus to the top of the mountain and the other person's going to climb the backside of the mountain and have boulders falling on them and dodges snakes. Now mm-hmm. they both get to the top of the mountain, mm-hmm. but that second one, it's going to be so much more meaningful for them. It's such an accomplishment, such a pride. That's where I'm. And the reason sure. that 90% of businesses fail within 10 years is it's really, really tough. Yeah. And you need to have that warrior skin. And it's supposed to be that tough because it weeds out a lot of the people that just simply couldn't handle it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with a nine to five job. That's great. But right. if you want to have that Lamborghini, if you <laughs> want to have truly unlimited income potential, mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't realize, you have to also give up the floor. Mm-hmm. Because the floor is how much money you could, the least money you can make. 
Okay. As an entrepreneur, you know how much money I made in my first two years? What? Negative $75,000. Negative, not, not zero, negative, because I had to spend money out of my own pocket. Right. Then the next two years after that, I was making maybe thirty or 40000 bucks, which was less than what I made my first year out of college. Right. But I gave up that floor because I wanted that unlimited ceiling where I truly could make seven figures eventually. Right. If you have that floor, which is saying you're never going to make less than 30000 that's great. You're probably never going to make more than 50000 But if you want to make 500000 you have to get rid of that safety blanket too. Right. And some people just aren't willing, willing to do that. And that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's the security. It's the safety zone. And you can't, but you, you, you have to take a risk, right? It's, 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 it's faith. It's faith in, in whatever you're attempting to do. You have to, if you have a product or a business that you have faith in, you believe in it, you believe people need it, like you did with your product, you know it was a need. It was a need for it. And, and I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm definitely a religious, spiritual person. I, I believe strongly in God and faith, but I don't believe in blind faith. Yeah. And blind faith is the one where you just say, oh, well, it's just going to work out. It's going to happen. No, it works. I it work. <laughs> God puts things in place for you, challenges for you to overcome right. to help build you and prepare you for those type of things. Yeah. I'm not going to just pray away all my challenges for financials. And then all of a sudden this angel's going to come riding down from the heavens and drop a million bucks in my lap. Yeah. It doesn't happen that way. No. So no. You, you got to have faith in yourself. You have to have confidence in yourself, not arrogance. Confidence. Right, right, right. Faith in the team. And, and most importantly, a lot of people talk about what you do and how you do it. For me, it's all about the why. And there's a great lecture by Simon Sinek. Uh, if you uh, start with the why and that faith and that why, those are the things that really are going to help you uh, be successful. I love that. I love the, the warrior skin. I love that. I, I really, I really love that warrior skin. Um, especially now thinking about, um, you know, the, the, the youth of today. Um, they're so much different than the way we were raised, the way I was raised. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, you know, you, you want to pour in that toughness. You want to let them know that the, the world doesn't owe you anything. Um, you have to put in work. You have to put in work. I um, I have three children, and I'm always teaching them about time. Don't waste time. Um, if you want something, you got to go get it. Um, it doesn't come to you. These are values I always try to teach. And so hearing you talk about that and that warrior skin, it just you know it just kind of tells me, okay, you you you're doing okay. You're you're teaching okay because that's the same things that I believe in as well. Um, not thinking that things are going to come to you and that things are not going to always be easy and it's not going to always um, be smooth. But if you believe in something that you want to do, then you have to keep pushing and, and working at it. You know, people have been in, um, even celebrities would tell you they didn't become uh, celebrities or productive in their craft until they were like 40 years old, you know? <laughs> You're absolutely right. I mean, you look at Taylor Swift and what she did, the amount of work, the hustling she did of getting her CDs out. You talk about Lady Gaga and the training and those type of things. I mean, these are people that worked hard, hard, yes. hard, and then they never stopped. Yes. Um, Beyonce, one of my favorites. I mean, you talk about a woman that just has worked Work. her tail off to yes. get everything that she's done. So I do believe that there is a balance. We don't want to be 
So the ancient Spartans, which I research in my book, okay. uh, it's where my logo comes from on my company, okay. the Spartan logo. They literally took the babies away from their mothers and put them into these camps until they were like 20 years old. Okay. And the whole time in their camp, they had to fight each other. They had to fight for food. They were beat up all the time. They were growing these amazing Spartan warriors, these these tremendous Greek warriors. Mm -hmm. But that ain't a very fun life, right? So then you take the opposite end where we're giving them all participation trophies. We're giving them (laughs) safe spaces. We're letting them choose what gender they want to be at whatever, you know, at nine years old, just because at nine years old, hell, you and I didn't know what the hell we wanted to be at nine years old. I'm certainly glad I didn't make any major, you know, decisions like buying a car or doing something crazy like that. But we've gone too far that way. Yeah. So we've got to give them a point of firmness and, and integrity and teach them about the why, but also know that that comfort is not going to allow you to grow. You need yes. to have discomfort in order to grow in order oh, yes. to learn. Oh yes. Uh, just if you're working, lifting those weights, you got to lift heavy weights that are hard and that's how you get stronger. And, and yes. that's really what my book is about. And it's what's about my new process that I'm on now, which is this warrior framework journey Okay. where I'm creating this online, think of it almost as like a university. And it's going to be almost like a board game where you're a, um, you're moving across your, your token across different pieces mm-hmm. and you're going to get awards as you get through that. So okay. it starts with the warrior journey. There's eight or nine different sections. Um, you talked about perseverance, challenge, grit, serenity we talk about mental health we talk about taking care of your mind and your body yes and then once you get through that section you'll win a certain little like award or a badge and we'll go to the next one which is how do you start your business plan how do you look at finances how do you do the sales and marketing talk about employment and you'll get to choose which one of these courses like a university you get to take but it all starts with that warrior spirit because if you're not willing to be a warrior i don't want to work with you anywhere else from that point on when the going gets tough i want you to lean forward and lean into it not back off yeah and the course will include not just online training and videos but also one-on-one coaching with me workbooks actual accountable things that i'll be holding the people accountable to teach how to do it and that's going to be a little more designed for a small business owner or a person wants to climb the corporate ladder or somebody that wants to start their business, but there also be a ton of component of people just want to live a more fulfilling life and, and a warrior's life. Okay, so you offer mentorship uh, services as well. Right, but the mentorship is, is their strings attached. And the reason is, is I'm not gonna just mentor somebody that hasn't shown me that they're a warrior. Okay. In order to get the mentorship, you have to complete certain challenges along the way. You have to fill out the workbook. You have to show me that you're doing it and then you get time with me and then we move on to the next phase and then eventually we'll have small group meetings and we'll have seminars and we'll have all these things but it all goes down to that warrior mindset and how we can apply it to different things in life that sounds awesome so tell my listeners how can they purchase your book so obviously amazon barnes and noble pretty much anywhere books are sold you can find it but I would like to offer a special discount for your listeners, Michelle. Okay. They go to my personal website, which is warriorentrepreneurbook.com. Mm-hmm. They type in the coupon code podcast2021, podcast2021. Mm-hmm. They can get 50% off either the hardbound book oh, wow. or the paperback book. 
We also have audio books on there and also ebooks. That's awesome. Um, so 50% off. Most importantly, please, please, please go to the bottom of the website, fill out the contact us of information. I am looking for beta testers for this Warriors framework, this process. It'll be a very deep discount, um, but I'm looking for people that can fill the stuff out, go through the forms, go through the process, and then provide feedback to me on how, how well it's working. That sounds really, really good. And I appreciate you giving my listeners a discount. It's a really good discount. I love discounts. <laughs> so, so before we uh, say goodbye to my listeners, please let them know something that you want to leave with them uh, for today. Give them a nugget. Give them a last word that they can take with them. Yeah, I, I think it, when it really comes down to is make a difference. Stand up for something that you believe in make the world a better place uh when your time is gone people should really remember you and what you did and if it's something as simple as them just simply smiling because they know you that's great Mm -hmm. but anything that's worth having and worth fighting for those those great things and um the easy things aren't as valuable as those ones you really have to work for and, and build that blood sweat and tear um finally i'd like to say get a mentor find someone that's been there done that but also be a mentor. I have learned more by mentoring other people by far than the people that mentored me. Pay it forward. Yeah, I love that. We learn a lot about ourselves when we share. So I love that. Thank you so much. It's been my honor and my pleasure to be able to talk to you today, Mr. Zachary. Um, You have given us so much today. I know my listeners are just like bubbling over with information. I know I've learned a lot and I love the warrior skin. I love that so much. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's been my pleasure. Thank you guys for listening to Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Cookall. As always, if it's my honor and my pleasure. Remember that I love you, but most importantly, God loves you more. God bless you guys. Bye-bye.